Hi there again. I'm Father Matt Kovisk, and I'm the rector of St. Mary's Anglican Church in Verdun. I want to ask you a question to begin. When have you felt fear? What was that like for you? Fear, my friends, is not one of the most pleasant human experiences, but it is there for a reason. Fear allows us to make decisions on whether to fight or to flee. It can also cause us to freeze, too, causing us to lose the ability to rationally make decisions. When we are overcome with fear, we can become mentally paralyzed. We see fear in our gospel reading for this morning, Matthew 14, 22-33. In this reading, we first encounter the disciples in a boat together. They've just been dismissed after the feeding of the 5,000 plus, and they're going to go on to the next place. Jesus dismisses the crowds, and after he does this, finds some quiet time alone to pray. After a while, apart from the disciples, Jesus wants to join them. There was one problem, though, at least from a human point of view. The disciples were quite the distance from shore, and any normal human would have been unable to join the disciples in the boat. We know, though, that Jesus isn't just human. He's both perfectly divine and perfectly human. Fancy word alert here, this is known as the what is called the hypostatic union, where the two natures of Christ are completely intertwined. Jesus eventually joins the disciples on the boat, but not until the early morning. The night before, as the text tells us, was a little bit rough for the disciples. The boat they were in was battered by the waves far from the land, and the wind was against them. This was not the first time in recent history that they found themselves in a boat in the middle of a storm. We read back in Matthew 8 that Jesus was with the disciples in the boat in the middle of a storm, which threatened to block the boat that they were in. While Jesus, the disciples sorry, were panicking and were scared, Jesus was fast asleep in the back. When the disciples, in the heat of the moment, scream at Jesus to save them, for they were in a boat that was sinking, Jesus calmly replies to them, Why are you afraid, you of little faith? Jesus rises, rebukes the wind, and calms the sea. The disciples are amazed and maybe even a little dumbfounded at what they saw. After this frightening experience in Matthew's gospel, the disciples aren't afraid of a little storm. Been there, done that, as one would say. However, they still have a frightening experience in this. In the early morning fog, they can see this shadowy, this eerie figure walking across the water. Not knowing what the heck was going on, the disciples become afraid, and reasonably so. I don't know about you, but I'd be a little nervous if this eerie figure starts walking on the water towards my boat. Humans normally can't walk on water, no matter what any sort of magician might tell you. The disciples, trying desperately to figure out what the heck is going on, cry out that it's a ghost! Jesus reassures them that it truly is him and not a ghost. Peter is not comforted by these words and asks Jesus for further proof. He wants Jesus to help him walk on the water towards him. Jesus agrees to this, and Peter, probably very gingerly, takes a few steps out of the boat. The wind startles him, and he loses faith. He starts to sink, and Jesus saves him while asking him this very sobering question. O oh, you of little faith, why do you doubt? It's a moment of deja vu. The disciples have been here before. 
That being said, these questions are just as much for us as they are for Peter and the other disciples in the boat. Like Peter, we doubt too. Like Peter, we too have fears. Like the disciples on that boat in Matthew 8, sometimes storms pop up in our own lives. One only has to think of the thunderstorms that we've been having in southwestern Manitoba over the past few weeks to know what storms can do. In a storm, it's natural for dogs to hide, natural for children to cling to parents, natural for drivers to pull over once they can't see the road anymore. However, it's not just weather storms that scare the living bejeebus out of us, it's also the metaphorical storms that can quickly pick up steam. We're currently living through multiple metaphorical storms right now, and one only has to watch the news for about 30 seconds to realize that. These storms can shake us to our core, and in the midst of all that, our faith can waver. That's what happened to Peter here and the disciples back in Matthew 8. Now, reading this passage many years later, it's pretty easy for us to read into what Jesus was saying, and we may be tempted to read some sort of disapproval into Jesus' tone here. However, as I've said in these sermons before, Jesus was a good teacher, and in this case, he wants to know why this happened. Not to shame Peter or us many years down the line, but to help Peter and us learn from the experience and grow. In asking the question, there is no shame, there is no judgment on Jesus' part. With his disciples, that was not the way that he acted. He used the question to reframe Peter's thinking, much like a therapist would with a client. What could Jesus have been wanting Peter to focus on? Well, in the realm of life's storms, faith is more important than our metaphorical safety. Faith is the foundation of life as important to us as food, water, and shelter. This, my friends, is the point that Jesus is trying to drive home by asking Peter why he doubted. While Peter believed that Jesus could help him walk across the water, Peter couldn't do it without faith. This is the message of the cross. This is the message of Jesus' whole life. That faith is where Jesus wants Peter and us, many years down the road, to focus when storms come. This question, why do you doubt, should prompt us, in this day and place, to realize that faith is always within our reach. Even in the stormiest times of our lives, even when we doubt our ability to make it through, when life seems its darkest, we can remain faithful to God. This faithfulness is more than just going through the motions, though. It means we're focusing our commitment to the faith that we believe. My friends, we won't be perfectly faithful all the time. After all, we are human. Doubts will creep in from time to time. And I want to reassure you that that is okay. The important thing to remember is that we need to do the work to recover from those doubts and restore our own faith. This faith, our faith, is nurtured and restored by participating in the life of the church through things like reading the Bible, spending time with God in prayer, confessing our sins, either publicly or with a cleric, and when possible, attending worship.
The important part in all of this is that when we fall in our faith, we get back up, we dust ourselves off, and we try again. My dear friends, this is the nature of the Christian life. Falling down, getting back up, and trying again. The Christian life is more than just giving your life to Jesus during, quote, an altar call and by praying, quote, the sinner's prayer, and after which thinking that, ah, you're good now because you believe in Jesus. My friends, Peter is a prime example for us about how to live the Christian life, a life of holy imperfection. Throughout the scriptures, Peter misunderstands and will even come to deny Jesus at one point. Today, though, in the boat and on the water, we see Peter refocusing on his own faith in Jesus, the Son of God, with a little help from him. Taking him as an example as how to live the Christian life, a life in which we can and should choose faithfulness. It is a life in which we, just like Peter, repent, recommit, and refocus on our faith, a faith that comes with the knowledge and the love of Jesus, through whom we have experienced the grace of the Most Holy Trinity, whom we worship and adore time and time again. Thanks be to God.